Next on BYU Sports Nation, without Utah football on the schedule, what is the next biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? Baseball coach Mike Littlewood tells us how BYU has turned the season around in baseball and who are the Cougars in Major League Spring training. Plus, we'll go live to BYU football spring practice and coach David Smith of number one ranked BYU Rugby. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, March 25th, Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, March 25th. <laughs> yeah, what is today? Wednesday? Wednesday? Seasonal depression is real. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with InSync figurine collector, Jerem Jordan. Huh? I would have done Backstreet Boys. Oh, you would have? Sure. Who's your favorite Backstreet Boy? I don't know. That's my, i got to ask you know my the siblings. Answer to this question. I am struggling. Um, Justin Timberlake? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what are we supposed to do this week if we don't have NCAA tournament games? What day is it? Well, uh, apparently, I don't know. Well, tomorrow is... The, the, I'm the kind of person that puts it in my schedule. I don't know if you are. I put, like, March Madness. I know the first game starts at 5.15 Mountain Time, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing tomorrow mm-hmm. What are you mm-hmm. doing tomorrow night? Watching television? Watching basketball. What are you doing Friday? Watching basketball. Irvine <laughs> Volleyball versus BYU. Spring football S- game. Spring football slash March Madness. What are you doing Saturday? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> Sunday, all of that. Seasonal depression is a real thing. And we're going to tell you how to get through it, starting with volleyball on Friday. Also, there's discuss- a lot of other. If you're just a BYU football and basketball fan, we'll make sure you're entertained exactly. all year. Exactly. But there are other things going on as well. Rugby Open t- your eyes, people. Rugby team's crushing it. Volleyball controls their own destiny down the stretch despite a four game losing streak. There's stuff going on. Baseball. The conversation is alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members always welcome, and we want your opinions, and a lot of them, about today's Twitter topic. In the next calendar year, what will the biggest, what will be the biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? We bring this up because BYU is not playing Utah in football. No, this Utah football. Breaking. BYU is not playing BYU-Utah in football. Next year for the second year in a row. So we're at the end of year one of this. So what else? What, what's the biggest rivalry game? Use the hashtag BYUSN at iSouthwick32. Easily men's basketball versus Gonzaga. It's, go, it's going to be a fight every game. Is it easy, though? Is it an easy to answer? To me, the, the answer is not easy. So I'm interested to see what everyone has to say. At rbeer 78 BYU versus Utah in basketball. Duh. That seems like the next step, right, would be something against Utah, right? Hoops. I don't know. There's other things it's that are of interest. It's not an we'll easy answer. We'll break down some of the top you know, candidates in this, but what do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on today? Jerem mentioned BYU baseball. They lost to Utah last night 9-3. to Mike Littlewood will join us. Despite the loss to the Utes, BYU has turned things around and are right there in WCC play. They face the top-ranked in WCC play, San Diego Toreros, this weekend. The B- battle for number one in baseball. Yeah. BYU's tied for second. BYU softball beats Weber State eight to nothing. McKenna Bull and Sydney Broderick and company—they're still really good. They win eight zip. BYU rugby tonight against Utah Valley. Oh, by the way, the Cougars still consensus number one and unbeaten in America. 
BYU so, rugby is what we wished all the programs were. Number one, winning national championships. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Researching rivalries. Earlier this week, the Sporting News had a featured article online titled, Seven College Football Games That Should Be Played Every Year. But the Utes and Cougars don't play. So why are they listed as one of those seven games? Well, because they're not playing. They want that game. They want Texas A&M Texas back. Okay. Yeah, that one too. The Utes and Cougars won't play again until September 10th, 2016. That got us thinking. days until then? With no Utah football (laughs) on the schedule for the next year, what is the biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? I have that number, by the way. How many days it is? How many days? 535. 535. Oh, too long is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's, let's just go fast, go hard with some of the options. Football, Utah State. The pain runs deep right now. They're a rival? Boise yeah. State. Yep. Year four of a 12-year series in the Intermountain region. Basketball, Gonzaga. We just spoiled their home win streak and senior night lost in the WCC finals. St. Mary's. The sting of the Dell of a Dagger is real. Utah. It's Utah basketball, and they're good again. Together we reached. They played Duke this week. Go Duke. Good luck against Duke. BYU Cal Rugby. Okay, All they do is play for national championships. I'm telling you, I lived with dudes on the rugby team. That is a huge rivalry. And they never play other than the national championship game. So the stakes are so high when those two go. BYU and Utah, Wasatch Cup, huge game. BYU just dominated that Saturday. What about UCLA? Irvine in volleyball. Okay, the MPSF is the SEC equivalent in men's volleyball at the college level. Irvine's this weekend. Good, good matches. BYU has some serious injuries. They don't like each other because they beat each other at the highest level. Irvine won the 2013 national title against BYU. What about Texas in any sport? (laughs) Oh, wait. You have to win something to be a rival. Okay. All right. So let's dive in. Bam! We should stop knocking the Big 12 or any of its teams (laughs) in any way. It's just because we want to be in. <laughs> then we should stop beating them. Yeah. Let them so win. Hey, we'll let you win a few yeah, if you invite yeah, us to your yeah, conference. Yeah, winnable game. Yeah. What makes a rivalry great? How about Bronco Mendenhall's take on that? The rivalries in college football are, are one of the things that make it truly special. And so um, when there is a beehive boot, when there is uh, the wagon wheel, when there are <laughs> things, the little brown jug, there, you can just keep naming them. When there are those things to play for, there's a reason for a state to be captivated to go cheer for their team. And it's, um, I think it's just good for not only college sports, but states and society. There are a few front-runner requirements that go into a good rivalry. First of all, competitive. Mutual respect, but dislike. That's Regional. Important. Meaningful games. It always adds to it. Context, yeah. That's why Gonzaga is fresh, because... BYU won in Spokane, lost the WCC title. Those are some interesting feelings, right? Really high disappointment. Gonzaga is, is one of the leaders in the clubhouse, to me, of the next biggest rivalry game. But I've got to look at Utah, especially in basketball. That's still a big game. You, you would think that BYU only playing Utah once a year would mean the stakes would be even higher. For some reason, that game is not meant the same as when they played in a conference championship context. It's different when you're not playing for a conference title and you can beat Utah or even Utah State. Originally, when BYU went independent, the idea was that BYU would go to the WAC 
and be buddies with Utah State for the first time. That didn't end up happening. But the Utah State game in basketball is big. In football, it's really big. How about Boise State in football? I like that game a lot. We have narrowed down a few of these options. And after you look at all of the things that go into a rivalry, and especially, especially like recently, we have, we have let a few kind of float to the top. We'll start with football and Utah State, Jerem. The Aggies have won two of the last five against BYU. Of course. That means BYU's won three of the last five. They ended BYU's perfect season. I want to season. say it that way. Taysom broke his leg. They injured him twice. Okay, then go to Logan the last time they played. Kyle Van Noy's pick six. BYU takes out Chucky Keaton. The miracle TD. Tipped to Marcus Matthews in 2011. BYU survives with Riley Nelson. And then you look at what's happening this year. It is the last game on BYU's regular season schedule. I love that. Okay. I love that. A game that means something to you at the end. Especially with what's happened over the last three years yeah, it's an between interesting those game. teams. It's the Chucky Keaton era. He's changed the game. It was BYU lost in Logan before Chucky, but he saw that game on a Friday night and thought, hey, maybe Utah State. I want to go there. He goes to Utah State, and it's been, it's been a different kind of Utah State. You know, Gary Anderson turned things around, left. Uh, things are going well up there. Is it competitive? Guys. Is it competitive? Yes. Oh yeah, I like the game a lot. Is there it, mutual it's, respect? It's fun that's Utah, uh, one sided probably, but it's fun that that's a, <laughs> a game that matters. It's no fun just to beat up on someone forever. It's nice if it's competitive. But is that and the rivalry game? Is that the best rivalry game over the next calendar year? How about Boise State football? Hard to find two more respected. Non-P5 football programs in America right now than BYU and Boise State. It's an interesting matchup because it's a regional rivalry. 2012, BYU goes up there, almost wins on the blue. Ugh. Goes for two, doesn't get it. You know, doesn't, the defense doesn't give up an offensive touchdown, yet BYU loses. That was very frustrating. BYU had 200 yards of total offense. It was pathetic. So BYU was frustrated. Then in 2013, won in Provo. It was a really nice win, one of the best, if not the best wins in 2013. 2014, BYU just got smoked. By a team that won a New Year's Six game. Yeah, they are good. BYU wants to be Boise State, what they do on the field. So that's a meaningful game. And guess what? It's every year and every other year. You're either playing on the blue or you have a home game against Boise State. I love that one a lot. A 12-year contract in year four of that. Let's make that. Until the second coming, we play every year. Iconic images go into rivalries as well. BYU's goal line stand. Matt Payne blowing up the kick returners. Then his missed field goal to lose by one point. Mm-hmm. These are all important in, in establishing a rivalry. We talked about that with St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Who's the bigger rival? You need rivalry moments. St. Mary's actually yielded more of those. Who do you dislike more? Probably St. Mary's. But I think the bigger rival is Gonzaga, especially given the last couple okay, weeks. Okay, let's go to Gonzaga basketball. BYU just ruined senior night for Kevin Pangos and Gary Bell Jr. It was glorious. In the kennel. <laughs> Talk about the ultimate, oh, just punching the gut to Gonzaga and I, their fan base. I think about that game every morning, man. When I look <laughs> in the mirror. It was, that game was amazing because the crowd was quiet. The seniors for Gonzaga were out on the court. Yet, yet Dave Rose and Kyle Collinsworth are being interviewed on SportsCenter uh, right in front of them. They just kind of ignore them like, all right, you did it. Congratulations. The first time BYU and Gonzaga played each other, Jimmer. It's Jimmer's fault. NCAA tournament. Ticked him off. BYU wins by 22 in the 2011 (laughs) NCAA tournament. Okay, so started with Jimmer, 
And now we've ruined their senior night. They win the West Coast Conference Tournament and regular season championships, though. And BYU wants to be there. The Zags are the best in the WCC. BYU wants to be there. Oh, it, for BYU, the goal is to beat Gonzaga in hoops and beat Boise State in football. That would be amazing. Gonza- they're they're yeah. the best non-P5s in, yes. in those sports. Gonzaga fans now have vitriol toward BYU because of recent events. Like, at the WCC tournament, you could feel... They have a challenger in yeah, the conference. Yeah, and that's not because BYU is a threat. I think they like it, too. There's somebody else that can give them a fight besides St. Mary's, who faded this year. This Gonzaga conversation, in fact, brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Three, four. It is I like, four. It's like, this is yours today. <laughs> BYU basketball has won four games against Gonzaga over the last five seasons. That is good enough to get a fan base's attention. Oh, absolutely. Four And four and eight, I'll take it. But I've got one. I've got my own. No. Three! BYU's won three of the last five against Utah State in football. Also, the last three games, a quarterback for either team, Utah State or BYU, has had a season-ending injury in oh, the game. Man. That stinks. Let's not have that happen this year. So Not to Chucky, not to it Taysom. It was Taysom Come Hill, on. Chucky, Taysom, so... I don't want anyone get to get hurt, but if someone has to, it's Utah State's turn. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's an order And to I'm this. not knocking on wood. There is an order to this thing, okay? I don't want anyone to get hurt. I would like both at full health. But Brian Sweet, I will never forgive you. I'm sorry. Yeah, is Brian Sweet Wani the all-time, is he, is he the Wani, all-time villain in the BYU-Utah State series? The same guy injured Taysom twice? I can't believe that. Wani Unga is the guy that injured Chucky Keaton, by the way, just to be fair. Yeah, but Wani can't injure Chucky again. <laughs> Is Brian Sweet graduated? Can <laughs> please, I, please I don't know the answer. Gone. I'm, I'm going to look this up right now. In the next calendar year, what will be the biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Spencer13Sports. Nice name. Nice game. The problem is that none of us hate Boise State. I don't know that that is true. I think all I BYU fans in Boise Idaho State. have a severe hatred for Boise State, which is why people hate Spuddy Buddy on the shoe up here because I like Spuddy Buddy. I it's Spuddy Buddy isn't Boise State. He's just Spuddy Buddy. But I was born in Mountain Home outside of Boise, so I can't really hate the area. I'm from there. I yeah. am I am a Spud. At Cougar underscore Nate. BYU Zags and men's basketball. A win over the Zags will almost guarantee BYU a spot in the big dance again. If they're number three, yes. <laughs> Next year. But if they're number 22. Which they could be. I mean, they, they bring back Wilcher and Karnowski and Sabonis. Brian Sweet was a senior in 2014. Oh. Good luck to you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go live to spring football practice next to get an update from a BYU player. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us using the hashtag BYUSN and watch volleyball this weekend. Friday and Saturday, 9 Eastern time Friday, 10 Eastern time Saturday, special time there. You can watch and listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Huge matches for BYU. I found out yesterday Tim Dauber, the opposite, the German sophomore, out for the season. Uh, Hard cast. Then had surgery, got a soft cast recently. Josue Rivera, shoulder, not exactly there. Matt Underwood, the backup opposite, 
has a heart murmur. What in the world? That's scary. He has a history of it in his family. So BYU's down to the third string opposite, Carson Henniger, but he's pretty good. So BYU's going to have to fight off Irvine this weekend. I'm excited to see what the Cougars bring. Yeah, that's a rivalry game in the MPSF. The and our Ant-Eaters. Twitter question today is, in the next calendar year, with no BYU-Utah football, what is the biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? This is an intriguing conversation and a perfect way to bring in our next guest, who's going to be joining us on Wednesdays for the next little while, Mike Littlewood. And I, we call Tuesday jamming with Juddy because we have Jeff <laughs> yeah. Judkins on. Yeah. So should we call like Wednesdays? Like lounging, Wednesdays? Lounging with Littlewood or, or something? Big, big Mike that's Wednesdays. That's probably the tone of it, lounging. Yeah, probably more like it. <laughs> Coach, we'll let's, let's ask you the Twitter question. What is the biggest rivalry in all of BYU sports with no BYU-Utah football until September of 2016? Well, you would you would have to say basketball just because the interest around around hoops. Um, I would like to say baseball, and it's a it's a great rivalry. But uh, we played Utah last night. Unfortunately, lost nine uh, three in a shortened game. Yeah, if we would have gotten nine innings, you'd yeah. have won. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were we were begging for those three innings. Uh, <laughs> the way we were playing, we probably would have lost thirty to three instead of nine to three. Uh, we we kind of stunk it up at the end. But you know, there was thirteen hundred people there when when. Uh, when BYU basketball plays, it's just there, there's a huge interest in that, and I would say that's probably number one. Hmm. Uh, besides the Utah game, it seems like you guys have turned the season around. You went two and ten. We're playing top twenty-five competition. Yeah. Uh, but then you've gone nine and three the last twelve. What changed? You know, I think even even though we were two and ten, I kept saying we're playing well. Uh, we lost out of those first twelve games. Uh, the ten losses, we lost four by one run, two by two runs. Took Nebraska oh. to to eleven innings and lost. Uh, so and we had our opportunities and we really felt like we were playing well. Uh, you don't ever want to be two and ten, but uh, again, when we scheduled these teams when we first got here three years ago, uh, who knew they were all going to be top twenty-five teams? You just That's we just the ran gamble. into buzz. Like yeah, okay. You know, it honestly felt like we were out in the middle of the ocean, like just treading water, and we just couldn't get our head above water um, in in those twelve games. But it really it kind of tested our metal and got us ready for. What we've seen the last uh, eleven games, where where we're playing very very well, except for last night uh, in two innings. So. You've won both series in WCC play this year. You take two of three against the good Pepperdine team, yeah. and you take two of three on the road against Gonzaga. Probably should have won all three of those, but yeah. you're four and two in conference play, approaching San Diego. How do you feel about how things have gone in the West Coast Conference thus far? Oh, great! Uh, you look at our first five weeks in the West Coast Conference, and we're playing four of the top-rated teams in those first five weeks. We play Portland next week, who's rated a little bit lower, but then we go to Loyola Marymount, and we're playing three of those top four teams on the road. So it's, and this year we play nine series, and we have five on the road, four at home. So you know, the schedule doesn't favor us, but going up to Gonzaga and getting that series win was huge, and, and obviously beating Pepperdine. We, we played tremendous, uh, all except really two innings. In the first six games, we played great except for two innings. Uh, and... And really, those two innings uh, cost, us, cost us games. Have you figured out uh, how to generate a little more offense from the beginning of the season? Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. We thought going into the season, our pitching staff was going to be our strength. Uh, the back end of our bullpen was going to be our strength. We had a couple injuries. Hayden Rogers went out with a labrum issue, and Austin Kamel, another left-hander, went out with a, with a labrum issue, which kind of moved Brandon Kinzer into a starting role, took him out of the back part of the pen. Uh, some guys still trying to feel their way in the back part of the pen, and we're having, you know, we're we're putting up runs now. So it's like you never know going into a season. I mean, the best laid plans, right? It's like um, it's kind of taking a, a role reversal. We're putting up runs, um, but we're we're having trouble in certain innings getting outs and throwing strikes. And so we'll work through those things. When you look at Brandon Kinzer as the guy that had to go from your main 
reliever into a starting role, and uh, he's he's done a really nice job making that yeah. transition. He's just such a competitor, and um, you know we're actually going to make it a little bit of a change instead of him being our for sure starter on Saturday. We're going to save him, you know, maybe Thursday, Friday to use in the back part of the pen. And we're going to take the philosophy that let's try to win the game that we're playing right now and not look towards uh, Saturday because we are just a little bit short. I like our pen. Keaton Senatiempo has done a great job for us in uh, middle to late relief. Mike Rucker's done an incredible job for us, um, you know, as, a, as our closer. I mean, he was you were doing the game, Spencer, when he came out. It was like 95, 96. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty special. And I looked up in the stands with my fingers crossed going, please, no professional scouts be here. You know? <laughs> I mean, we, we wanted to move on to pro ball, but, man, we sure like Mike to be here next year too. And that, that brings me to this question, which is uh, the casual observer of collegiate baseball probably is unaware of how different the draft rules and, and that are and yeah. being 21 and how yeah. admissions favor. That. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, you can be if you sign with a four-year school, you're draft eligible at 21 or when you're a junior. And so – so you have to play two full years. Yeah, yeah. You well, you have to play three full years. Three, that's yeah, right. three full years, and um, which it impacts us a little bit uniquely because, like Tanner Chauncey, he didn't play here three years, but after his mission, he was twenty-one and uh, was drafted while he was on his mission. So he had a choice to make: come back here or, or sign. And so you can have one and done guys at BYU, where really you're not going to have that anywhere else because they have to stay there for three years. So it, it, it mixes up the camaraderie just a little bit, and you look at our 2-10 and 10 start, and that's a little bit to do with it until we kind of figure out. You can't simulate playing Oklahoma in the fall. You have to go play Oklahoma and Santa Barbara on the road and kind of figure out that team chemistry and camaraderie. And I think we've, we've done that. This team is pretty special that way. As you approach San Diego, they are in first place of the West Coast Conference. Uh, what do you tell your guys, knowing that you have to go on the road, uh, and play three games against the team that looks like they're in position to win the WCC. Yeah, San Diego's always good. Um, they just there's so many players. It's like UCLA or Pepperdine or Irvine. There's so many players in Southern California. They can recruit ten minutes away from their house and get get a have a choice of a hundred prospects. So they should be good, and they are, and they're confident, and they're playing well right now. We went in there. A couple years ago, um, when they kind of boat raced BYU, like they scored 20 runs a game, and and we went in there and had two two leads in the ninth inning. And Chris Bryant, who's got nine home runs in spring, big league spring oh, training yeah, right unbelievable. now, unbelievable. Yeah, he he beat us twice on game winning home runs oh. uh, back there, and and we were in situations where we had to pitch to him and. You know, I, nowadays I'd walk in with bases loaded uh, if I, if <laughs> I kind of knew. And Chris played with my son Marcus a, a lot through. Uh, so I knew him, but, man, he improved so much. But you just have to go compete. Um, we, we'll pretty much have to put together a perfect game. Guys coming out of the pen are going to have to do a really good job uh, because they're not going to let you breathe a whole lot. They're a little bit different team. They, they don't have as much power this year. But they'll bunt. They'll execute. Those guys know how to play baseball. And, and uh, it's going to be a good challenge for us, but we're ready for it. A couple games were on TV uh, last week. Uh, are you camera aware during the game? No. No? I'm not. And it, You're like, I better not pick my nose and well, stuff like that? Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I give it one of these on one of the interviews, uh, the, the dugout interview, and then uh, you know, I'm spitting all the time. It's amazing. I'll, I'll never spit in my life, just in normal life. But I get my uniform on, get on, get on the grass, and I can't. It's just like you've got to spit. You're a <laughs> Yeah. And so when you see me spit, I'm like clearly not camera aware. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Mike Littlewood with us on BYU Sports Nation, the head baseball coach. 
You brought up Marcus Littlewood, your son, uh, playing with Chris through different levels of baseball. He's now uh, with the Seattle Mariners organization and has had some time with Go the M. big team yeah. at spring training. Yeah. What's that like as a father to watch your son play at that level? Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Um, it's just obviously a, a lot of pride. And, but you look at the hard work he's put in, and, and um, the one thing he said is, by being up there, he was there just a little bit last year, but he he was uh, wasn't invited. He was just kind of there's invited where you actually get big league meal money, which is about ninety five bucks a day, or you go back to minor league camp and you get like twenty something a day. <laughs> so that's kind of what they look at. But you know, he said just being there makes you realize that it's attainable. Um, they're not superstars. They're just they they go out and they do it every single day, and that's the thing that the consistency. So it's it's within his grasp, and if he's, as long as he's enjoying it. Um, you know, and, and having a good time and, and wanting to work hard at it uh, while, he's, while he's going to school as well. I mean, that's, that's all you can really ask, that they're happy and doing what they want, whether it's baseball or my other kids work in different industries, and I'm happy for those guys too if, if, they're, if they're happy. I noticed there are several uh, former Cougars in the minors or in spring training right now. Can we go through some of those guys? Yeah, absolutely. At? So Adam Law with the Dodgers. Yeah. Saw he got in the game the other day. He did. Went one for two yeah. with the Dodgers, and uh, um, somebody took a screenshot of it and, and sent it, so we kind of tweeted that out and got it going. But, yeah, really proud of him. I don't think Jacob Brugman's been in any big league games yet, but, um, shoot, Bruggy went up to Stockton in, in high A last year in about – I think two months he had like 13 home runs. He, he there was just a, there was tore it up. There where he had yeah. A homer in nine of 10 Yeah, games he absolutely race. tore it up in, in Stockton. And so, you know, I'm hoping that he starts in double A. With the A's. We'll see. Yeah, with the A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Hanneman's got a few big league at bats. Um, I know they really like him. He's super athletic, and, and the Cubs are full of, of young prospects. But both, Jake, both those guys, by the way, I noticed number 22 in the top 30 prospects in the oh, organization. Oh, good. Yeah, good. well, that's good. Well, and you look at Marcus's number on his back. It's number 81. I'm like, hey, there's only 17 numbers that could be. <laughs> so at least he's not 99. 81. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Adam Miller, um, you know, I, I, just, I saw something where he hit 100 on the gun uh, a couple weeks ago. And so wow. I talked to him last – for us, he was always like 93, 95, but – they love him. They're going to try to fast track him. Just talking to some scouts uh, to the big leagues if he if he can just keep that up and and uh, barring injury. But man, ninety he's he's pitching at ninety eight, ninety nine right now. Pretty pretty special. Diamondbacks. Yeah, Diamondbacks. Uh huh. You obviously want to win as many games as possible and get this BYU program to the next level. But as Jerem was saying, like there are multiple levels to being a collegiate baseball coach. Your guys, a lot of them, want to go play in the bigs yeah. somewhere. So. What, where is your priority list in terms of like winning games and helping guys get to the next level? How do you juggle all of that? Yeah, winning games is number one um, because that's, that's what I'm paid to do. Um, and, but there is. There's so many, that's such a small part of uh, – I love getting on the field every day for those two and a half, three, three and a half hours of practice because that's when nobody can bother you. you just, you're you're kind of like focused up on your team and your guys. But the other 23 or 22 or 21 hours of the day are, are filled with that kind of stuff. Winning's number one, clearly. You want your guys to move on, but, but uh, you know, like we looked at maybe Colton Mahoney's a good example last year. He, I thought he was undervalued a little bit by the, by the scout and, the, and the, that scouting industry. And our, our advice to him was put value on yourself and make sure that you're getting the value out of whoever drafts you. They're paying you a little bit of money to go because they pretty much own you after that. And so don't settle. Put some value on yourself and, and uh, your talent and your ability. And, and if, if they get that, if they get that, Whatever number they're looking for that's fair to them and they feel good about it, we want them to go and move on because that's ultimately going to help your program. You can get out on the field, practice, spit at your leisure, do whatever <laughs> you need to do, and just be the coach. Exactly. Just be the coach. No cameras. Hey, Coach, <laughs> uh, we, we thank you for the time. And 
As much as we wish you could officiate college basketball games featuring BYU, we're glad to have you as the BYU baseball coach. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me on Wednesdays. Appreciate it. Enjoy San Diego as well. We will, yeah. As if that's hard to do. <laughs> if we win, we'll enjoy it. That's the only <laughs> there way. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Coach. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Rugby. Coach David Smith, the number one consensus team in America. He's in charge. We'll also go live to BYU Football Springs uh, practice in just a bit, this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. David Smith from BYU Rugby? BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Download the show podcast anytime you feel like it on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Did you know you can get your own pair of blue goggles at TheBYUStore.com? Yeah, you can search blue goggles and uh, get your own pair. Check it out. There's also a BYU Sports Nation shirt. You know you want a pair of these. It comes with a voice-activated uh, sensor as well. <laughs> you just push this out. <laughs> BYU Rugby is the consensus number one ranked team in America. No blue goggles necessary for that. That's right. And the head coach, David Smith, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. Good to be back. Wasatch Cup victory. You dominate the Utes. Anytime I can say those words on this airwave, that's a good thing for BYU Sports Nation. How'd you feel about the Wasatch Cup? Really good, actually. It was a good afternoon. Uh, the boys did very, very well. You know, as you say, it's always nice to beat the Utes, but it's even better when you beat them up there. So it's a good afternoon. Being number one, winning the last three national championships, how do you know if you're at the level you need to be? Because sometimes you can't check it against the competition, right? You have right. to check it against yourself, maybe? Yeah, I think we use our, ourselves as a, as a barometer there, you know, just get a feeling for where the boys are at and go back to the previous years and have a look at how we're doing team-wise compared to what we were doing this time last year. And I'm feeling pretty good. You know, the boys are, are fairly dialed in at the moment and doing well, so... You know, you can never get too far ahead of yourselves. you got to keep your feet on the ground. But right now, I think if we stay focused, we'll be good. How do you keep uh, a number one ranked team level-headed uh, when they're making trick shot videos and uptown funk music videos? Yeah, that gets a little challenging at times. <laughs> the trick video was all right. The uptown funk, I'm not too sure about that one. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's uh, we'll just chalk all those things up to experience. What are they going to have to do to get you in one of those music videos? An awful lot. There's not enough money in the world, <laughs> fellas, for me to be on one of those. What's What's the song you would want, though? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't even thought about it. But I'd come up with something good, but we probably don't need to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> Just you, win, right? Just yeah, win. Right. You play two games this week. Uh, how do you manage making sure... You know, the ones stay fresh for the Varsity Cup. Yeah, uh, good question. You know, we have a good uh, rotational squad this year. We're fairly deep. So, you know, we're going to rotate uh, the boys through the guys that we're looking at now to, you know, develop come uh, playoffs. And then we're managing a few injuries. So, you know, we've looked at that the last few days and we've come up with a, a reasonably good team, I think, for tonight. And then we'll continue through to Saturday managing that with the personnel. So we should be fine. David Smith, BYU Rugby Coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation, taking on Utah Valley and Utah State this week. We had Paul Lasique in here uh, just a few weeks ago, and uh, we brought up the question with him, like, what's, what's your deal with BYU Rugby? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I want to play. Like, it's, it's within him to want to go play. 
but he's trying to get ready for the NFL draft. What's his status uh, moving forward? Yeah, I think, you know, the priority for Paul right now is his uh, opportunities maybe with the NFL. So we've laid off and, and you know, we're supporting him in that uh, goal. Hopefully he'll get a good uh, crack at that and see where it goes. The next couple of weeks should be fun. Uh, looks like you have a first round bye in the Varsity Cup and then quarters against Air Force or UCLA Correct. on the road. And then semifinal could match up with Utah again, maybe? It's possible. You know, they've got to beat Oklahoma and then they'd have to beat the winner of Arizona State or Central Washington. Uh, but it's quite possible we could see them again, yeah, right here on Southfield. That's nice. And then the uh, national championship match is at Rio Tinto and San Diego. Correct, yeah. Uh, but we were, we've been talking about who's the biggest. Uh, what's the biggest rivalry game outside of BYU football? Since that's not going to happen again next year, what's your opinion on that? Because we brought up BYU rugby versus Cal. That's always for the national championship. Yeah, I mean we have a huge rivalry with Cal, but we also have a, a big rivalry with Utah. You know, that's that first and foremost every year we focus on that game, the Wasatch Cup, because it's right here in our own backyard. It's before we go into any playoff scenario. So, you know, first and foremost for us, our biggest rivalry is Utah. And then if we get through that, you know, we get jarred up for Cal as well. Is it a rivalry if the team, other team doesn't win? I can't even remember a time Utah beat BYU in rugby. Ten years in a row? That's about ten years since they won the Wasatch Cup. But, yeah, it's still a rivalry because it's Utah. I mean, we never take any game against Utah lately. I mean, we always give them the utmost respect. And, we prepare as hard as we can for them because, you know, we're, we're not fond on losing to Utah. You can feel it, too. I heard that you guys ate dinner together or something after? This year we didn't, but we have done in the, the last year we did. How in the world do you do that after the game, <laughs> especially in it's, rugby? It's rugby tradition, you know. Is you it? go out, Yeah, you go wow. out and during the game you, you kill each other or you play to the best of your ability, and then afterwards it's a shake the hands and – Spend some time developing a brotherhood and a, a friendship. So, yeah, it's an important part of the game. It would be going to the pub outside of BYU-Utah, right? Is that, uh, is it's a good the, possibility that you could yeah. end up there, yeah. Yeah, that's not the BYU-Utah <laughs> well, here we thing. don't need to worry about that. Yeah, no, that's right. it's not an issue here. Now, as a coach it's at Applebee's. BYU, there, there are a ton of other sports and other coaches that uh, really uh, admire what you have done with this BYU rugby team. When you step outside of rugby and you look at the other BYU sports, which sport do you like to watch the most aside from the one that you coach? I'm a football fan myself. Um, you know, I enjoy watching football. Uh, always have since I've been a student here many, many, many years ago. You know, I was a fan then. I don't understand a lot of the, the coaching aspects of it, um, a little bit, but I enjoy watching football, and I like volleyball too, and I'm a, also a huge soccer fan. Big Manchester United fan. Okay. Grew up supporting Man United over in Northern Ireland, so, you know, I, I like soccer as well. Do you have a scarf? few. Oh, you've got a few, few scarves. Naturally. Few scarves. Okay, well, with rivalries in the mind... You look at Man City and Man U. Can you explain to the Americans, to the people across the nation, the dynamic of that rivalry? Well, you think you see rivalries here with college sports, you know, us in Utah, so on and so forth. Before you die, you should go and actually witness a premiership game in England, like a Man United and Man City, and then you will understand <laughs> the true meaning of a rivalry. I'm a little scared. That is a matter of life and death. <laughs> Green Street people. hooligans. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Few of them are around for sure. Yeah. What color? If you want to wear neutral colors to that game, what would you wear? Just there's no such thing as a neutral color between Man United. And Man City. <laughs> well, in the presence of you, we will we'll wear our Man U colors if good, we ever get good, over good there. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> Coach, congratulations on more success this year. Thank and, you very uh, much. Great to have you again in Studio B. 
Appreciate it. The match tonight between Utah Valley and BYU. Go Cougars. They're still number one. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com, and welcome to the club. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Nick Kurtz, the other wide receiver that will terrorize defenses, or so we hope. He joins us from BYU Spring Football Practice. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my man, Jerem Jordan, the voice of BYU men's volleyball. Watch or listen this weekend, Friday 9 Eastern, Saturday 10 Eastern, BYU and Irvine, a top six matchup in NCAA men's volleyball live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU needs uh, these two matches, by the way. 36-game home match win streak. Yeah, and they really haven't, good. School haven't record. lost five in a row since when? They've lost four in a row. They haven't lost five in a row since uh, 06. And then before that, 90, 96. And then before that, 92. There you go. Yeah. And the rivals come into town. Our Twitter question today. In the next calendar year, with no BYU-Utah football, what will be the biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? At Justin D. Sweeney says BYU-Utah State football to end the season. I think both teams could be ranked and it will be a great game in Logan to see off Taysom Hill and Chucky Keaton. He brings up a great point. Utah State, with Boise State supposedly losing some talent, has a chance to win that conference. Both teams could be ranked final game of the year. Well, BYU's got something to say about that in the non-conference with both. That is true. Hey, just go win games. Speaking of football and BYU, joining us now, wide receiver Nick Kurtz. We talked to Mitch Matthews earlier this week, and now we're bringing in the better half of that uh, roommate duo. Right, Nick? (laughs) Uh, no, I don't know about better half. It's just another half, another half. <laughs> just another half of the roommate duo. Okay, Nick, uh, first and foremost, how is your foot? Please tell me it's good. It is good to go. doesn't even bother me. I don't even think about it anymore. <laughs> what happened in the fall uh, to get the injury, and then how was the season as you had to sit it out? Uh, so the exact story is it had been bothering me for – Gosh, I would say a couple months and fall camp was coming on, and you know we have practices all the time, and it just started getting more and more sore. And then one day I just I caught a pass and I turned up field and I kind of slipped on it, and I got up and it was just in like extreme pain. So then I ended up getting an X-ray done on it, and I still had no like I didn't suspect that anything was wrong, but it came back with a break in it, and so it was heartbreaking news. But you know I had to do what I had to do, and I rested up, and now I'm back. What was the most difficult part about having to sit out last year with that foot injury? Um, I would have to say the first few games, you don't really get to travel because there's not that many spots. Um, and so every man that's there is, is the guy who's going to play. And so they can't take injured players most of the time. So I couldn't go to the first few games, and it was just heartbreaking to watch. But at the same time, it was thrilling because we were winning those games. So it was a, a roller coaster for sure. How's this spring been for you the second time around? Yeah, this spring has been a lot more fun than last spring for me. Last spring was a struggle just because this offense is so high tempo. We had uh, Ross and uh, Mitch were both injured, so it's kind of had a lot of weight on my shoulders, and I didn't really know what I was doing. So this time I'm out there, and I, I, I know the, most of the plays, and uh, I feel more comfortable. So it's definitely a lot more fun. Now, the dynamic of you and Mitch as roommates is, is interesting, but it's even more interesting that you guys could be on the field at the same time do you expect to play different positions, or do you guys play the same position? No, so we're on opposite sides of the field. Um, so what I like, though, is when we have uh, certain formations where me and him are both playing on the same side at the same time. Ooh. Um, but 
shoot, it's not just me. We have all kinds of different receivers that go in there and that are stepping up and making plays. <coughs> so I'm just trying to be another piece of the puzzle. Are you the Z or X or interchangeable? Yeah, so I play Z. I play Z, Mitch plays X. Uh, it's me and uh, Devon are playing at uh, Z. With the amount of receivers returning, I, I know Jordan Leslie was a huge part of the team last year, Devin Mahina at, at tight end, but what do you expect this offense to do? Yeah, I feel like we're more deep than we have been, in, uh, at least in last year. <laughs> we had a lot of playmakers last year still, though, but um, I mean, I, I think we're going to have some uh, exciting things this year, definitely, because of that depth. Um, anyone can come in at any time, so if anyone gets hurt and the next man just steps up and we're ready to go. BYU junior receiver Nick Kurtz with us on BYU Sports Nation, talking to him after spring practice. Uh, Nick, what is the prospectus of of your? We know you're tall and athletic and can jump and can catch. What? How much do you weigh right now? Um, I'm usually around between 205 and 210. Um, I'd like to be bigger, but it's hard, hard for me to gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you eat crazy to try and gain weight, or what do you, what do you do with that? I do, and then I watch it just shred off as we start sweating twenty four seven. I know you guys have been there at some point in time when you just it is a struggle. But during summer, usually you start seeing the results again, start getting beefed up, and getting ready for the season. So, but I'm I'm at a good weight. You know, you have a good playing weight. I feel like between two five two ten is my playing weight. So, I mean, it's good for me right now. <laughs> what kind of difference has uh, Frank Wintrick made? Oh, he's a big difference. Uh, I don't know if you guys have got. I'm sure you guys have talked to him. Yeah. Um, he is a dominating personality, but at the same time, it's the type of guy that you want to play for. Um, I, he could almost be a coach, I think, because he, he's just, when we go out there, we want to lift for him, and we want to get better. And he's incorporated a lot of different speed drills that we weren't really doing before. Um, and, well, you know, more new stuff. And also, this spring, we haven't really had any major injuries that I know of, at least. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that a lot of the stuff he does is injury prevention on top of the speed work. So, I mean, I really like him. I think we all love him. I have one thing to say to all of that. Roger that. Roger that. Have you heard about that? Oh, yeah, we've yes. heard. Have you? Uh, no, let me tell you, the first few days, that Roger that was getting to all of us. Because, I mean, you're growing up taught to say yes, sir, right? And he's not a big fan of the yes, sir. So um, every time we would say yes, sir, he would just stare at us and wait for us to fix it and say Roger that. And I can't tell you how many times I got caught up <laughs> saying the wrong thing. But now it's, it's actually like my first instinct, just Roger that. I know it's been a year, year and a half since you made the decision, but why did you ultimately choose BYU? BYU did a really good job of recruiting me, honestly. Um, they just showed me a lot of love, and when I came here, I had a great time, met a lot of good people. Um, and then, you know, you also have the challenge of the honor code, and <clears throat> the way they pitched it to me was just that it was a challenge to become a better man, you know? And so uh, I just was intrigued by a lot of it. I thought we had a lot of talent around there, and I thought I had an opportunity to come in and, and uh, try and get myself a role here. So, I mean, I, I definitely think I made the right decision. Was the Wes Welker thing funny or weird? <laughs> what? Uh, okay, no, that's not weird at all. That is a when – you're, <laughs> when you're a kid and you know who a guy like Wes Welker is and he's <laughs> tweeting at you, yeah. that is a great recruiting pitch right there. So, um, Albeit I mean, illegal? Uh, probably le- – <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about any of that, okay, if, if we're getting into that stuff. Um, it was funny to watch. Yeah, it was – it was really cool, though, at the same time. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was dissing, he was dissing our, the family over here, but at the same time, it was Wes Welker. So it was cool to see that someone, like, that big knew who I was and respected, um, like, what I, could, what I could do, I guess. Um, it saw potential in me, at least. So, I mean, it was, it was a neat experience. 
Yeah, Nick, weird was definitely the wrong word. I meant cool. Yeah, let's go with cool. <laughs> I want to stick with that. I like that. Nick Kurtz with us on BYU Sports Nation junior wide receiver. So we caught an image of you and your roommate, Mitch Matthews, during one of oh, our BYU no. TV baseball broadcasts. <laughs> sharing or trying to share a cougar tail at the game. Uh, can you can you let us into what was going on there? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. That's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we found out that we were on TV basically the entire game because of the seats that Mitch chose, <laughs> so I blame him for that. Okay. Then I make the joke and I say, dude, let's split the cougar tail. And I'm kidding at this point in time. Mitch is 100% down for it, and <laughs> I'm telling him, okay, we can't actually do it because I had eaten three-fourths of the cougar tail, so there was only a little chunk left. If it was a full two-foot-long cougar tail, I would have been okay with it. But the cougar tail was too small. But anyway, he ends up pretty much forcing me to do it, and, uh, yeah, hi- history was made. <laughs> weird, weird is the appropriate word for this situation. I'm going to go with weird on this one. Yeah, sure. I think that's but fair. It describes us, I guess you can say, so it's okay. <laughs> What uh, what's going to be different about Friday's spring game? Um, I don't know if there's any secrets that I can talk about. Um, mm. this, this this hope for just exciting football, and then uh, whatever else is on top of that, <laughs> we'll see. I would just say, come if anyone's listening right now, please come. We we love the support. That wasn't much of a tease. Like I, I want to know a little bit yeah, to be more I, inclined to go. Oh, gosh. Um. There's only 50 million people possibly listening or watching. It's just, it's just us. 50 million, huh? So we're selling out for sure is what you're saying. Yeah, only, only 50 million homes <laughs> get BYU TV. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just come. There, there should be some good surprises, hopefully. And, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a good time. Look, look at Nick Kurtz. Uh, I, I do press coverage, and he just sheds <laughs> me with his hands right there. Just oh, roll the shoulders. exactly what happened right there. Boom, veteran. <laughs> nice. Okay, so as we talk about uh, what you've learned from last year and you look to this next season, with that schedule approaching, how do you feel about playing your first BYU football game starting off with Nebraska and <laughs> Boise State and UCLA and Michigan? Yeah. Um, honestly, the biggest difference is just going to be going into different stadiums and being in a different state and getting used to everything. Because honestly, when you get out there, you, I think you realize that, I mean, of course you have your, your occasional freak athlete <laughs> But for the most part, shoot, we're we're just as athletic as, as any other team. You know what I mean? So when we get out there, I think it'll just be fun. Definitely going to be a unique experience, though, lining up in front of a, a big crowd at any of those days. Even at home, I, I can't wait for any of that, you know, because it's been so long for me. Hey, Nick, here's to more Cougar Tales, man. Oh, cheers to the Cougar Tales. I, I'm all <laughs> in for that. <laughs> we appreciate the time. We look forward to seeing you play. Okay, guys. Thanks for calling. Ah, and game what? number one goes against Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 164. We've been waiting a long time to talk to Nick Kurtz. There's a rule. You know, you can't talk to him after a newcomer until after the first game, possibly. He was fantastic. He was really good. Yeah. What a personality. How about that as a roommate duo? Nick and Mitch. Hashtag Cougar Tail. We take a trip around (laughs) all of BYU Sports Next in the whip, plus more of your tweets. Cougar Tail. BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do now, Jerem? Uh, it's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. Cougars lost to Utah 9-3 yesterday. Boo. And a game cut short due to a rain delay. Six innings. Colton Shaver, though, hit two solo home runs. His fourth and fifth home runs of the season. Softball. 
BYU dominated Weber State 8 to nothing in Ogden last night. Sydney Broderick, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, four runs batted in, and McKenna Bull struck out eight in that game. Rugby. The top-ranked Cougars play Utah Valley tonight at Southfield. First kick is at 9 Eastern, and video streams available on BYURugby.com. Swimming and diving. Yes, please. Both the men's and women's teams will wrap up their participation in the CSCAA Invitational today. It's the NIT of uh, swimming, we were told. Oh. Hey, future guest Jake Taylor, speaking of swimming, going to the NCAA Championships, as well as men's volleyball assistant coach Rob Nielsen. Huge matches coming up this weekend with Irvine. A rivalry matchup with Irvine. More on that in a moment. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves... Wednesday's rise and shout. I'm going to go twofold. I'm going to go softball for beating Weber State 8 nothing after getting no hit against Utah Valley. Nice bounce back in state. And then Nick Kurtz. He was great. I hope he's as good a receiver as he is in interview. Well, with what we saw in spring, or sorry, fall camp last he year. He was dominating. He was dominating the camp. He was the best. We, didn't we dub him the fall camp MVP or was it Christian Stewart? It was Christian Stewart who was the fall camp MVP. But Nick Kurtz, had he not been he injured, was, probably would have been the fall camp MVP. He was tearing it up. Yeah. Our Twitter question today, in the next calendar year, what will be the biggest rivalry game in all of BYU sports? Back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Dave R. Welker brings up a good point here. He says, newsflash, the vast majority of BYU fans outside of Utah could care less about playing Utah in any sport. Then he says, Boise State in football, Gonzaga in basketball. That's interesting. Because to be a BYU fan is to not like Utah to some degree. That's part of being a BYU fan. So I, I, just, I just wonder about that. I realize there are other big games, Boise State, Gonzaga. Tell me more outside of that, though. Pepperdine now because they won twice? No. Here's another one from our friend at Neil Early, who is also outside of the state in Tennessee. To have a rivalry, both teams must want it. Utah doesn't. BYU-Utah rivalry no longer exists. They want it. They're just scared. <laughs> Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Nick Kurtz, David Smith, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Station. The Go show Duke. On demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Sean Davies. Rugby What Up, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern in Radio Vision. My old roommate, Sean Davies.